the flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. Twenty. Just the flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. Twenty. Just the flip of the watch. It's game time. Game time. Twenty. What's good, people, and welcome to the newest episode of the 520 Collective Podcast here on the Track Stars Podcasting Network. We are in the field, and it is where music meets ministry and the indie artists take center stage. Make sure you check out what's going on at 520collective.com for the latest in independent Christian hip-hop, whether it is music posts, new album releases, articles, interviews, reviews. We've got a little bit of everything. 520collective.com, so make sure you log on. I am Eric Boston. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ericboston3. That is at ericboston and the number three. And joining me this month from the 520 Collective team, uh, we call him our social media extraordinaire, the guru, the mastermind, Coming in live from Texas on the 520 Collective phone line, it's Jeremy Fleetwood. What's good, man? Hey, what's up, man? I, I don't know if I'm all those things, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> man, I, I don't know what else to call you. <laughs> so, hey, sounds good. Right, right, right. How, how you doing, uh, man? It's been a minute since you, uh, you've you been on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, just normal life busy as ever you know i have the the whole half dozen of kids right you know they keep me busy and everything that they have going on and you know school and all work but no it's been good i'm glad to be a part of it again yeah for sure man for sure well jeremy this episode is being sponsored by 520 radio hosted by dj barcode You can get 24-7 streaming of shows, podcasts, interviews, and, of course, the best in today's independent CHH. Listen at 520collective.com, the His Hop Radio app, or on the new Radio King app. 520 Radio, hosted by DJ Barcode. It is your home for Christian hip-hop. So, Jeremy, you know, we've been... It's been a month since our last show, um, the last episode of the podcast, and man, it seems like there's been a lot going on around here, especially on our Discord server. Um, for the people who've been paying attention the last couple of months, they know that at the end of 2020, uh, we launched a server on Discord and it's just been growing, man. We've got, I want to say over 90 people that are part of the server now. Uh, it's really cool. I mean, you got indie chh artists you got people like us that are behind the scenes running platforms you got people that offer different services you got fans in there so a nice little um just coming together of this space man to to just interact uh fellowship a little bit make some connections uh and and build relationships man how are you enjoying uh just the experience of the 520 collective discord Oh, I love it, man. I mean, I, I really think that, I mean, before I we kind of didn't know, you know, what it was going to do. And I think it's, it's kind of fulfilled what our expectations were going to be. Uh, we're bringing people together, you know, I mean, on Saturday night, every Saturday at 8 Central Time, we interview an artist. And it seems like there's just more people in, I mean, and fans and you know, you just never know who's going to be there. You know, like last week with Brinson popping up. I mean, you know, it's just like a surprise. You got to tune in. <laughs> right. And you just never know like who's, you know, going to be in there. 
for sure, for sure. And so what you're talking about is our live artist interview series. Like you said, every Saturday night or most Saturday nights anyway, that's our plan. Um, hopefully we're going to be there every Saturday. So if you guys want to get to meet, know, interact with some of these guys who are coming up in the independent CHH scene, this is a place to do that because what's really cool about it, it's not like we're just going on and we're the only ones talking to them, right? So, um, if you've not been on Discord and not been part of uh, just kind of a, a voice channel or voice room on there, it's really like kind of like a Zoom call. Um, for for that's probably the best way to describe it. So we actually, you know, we do the interview with them. We are able to listen to some of the artist's music. Uh, you know, we have the text chat going while the interview is happening so people who are listening in can actually talk to each other can ask questions but then we also kind of open it up at the end for a Q&A with the artist um and and like Jeremy said we've had a bunch of people in there already i mean just to to name a few of the more recent ones we've had Q Flow Reese Lachey um we did a album release now this wasn't on our Saturday night series but we did do an album kind of like release party and interview with legend uh back in february and we're actually being blessed to be able to do the same thing with k drama this month for his new project um so some really cool stuff so definitely jump in there and be able to interact you know if you have said man i want to know how to you know just get more in tune and, and get more access to some of these artists and be able to you know ask them questions i'm thinking about this these are a perfect opportunity to do so because it's a really relaxed setting uh we can get you know it's just comfortable we can and the conversations are not like that structured interview setting that you're used to i think jeremy uh correct me if i'm wrong there but that's that's how they come across to me is like it's very casual and we can get into a lot of different types of topics yeah, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, just almost like you're just sitting in a living room hanging out together, you know, it's almost like that type of talking, you know, not like a formal, with other people asking questions too, so it's not like a, you're just watching two guys on a you know, stage or listening to two people just talk. Uh, and speaking of the social media stuff, Jeremy, I want to dive into that for, for a minute before we move on, because First of all, I feel bad because I didn't ask you earlier. Uh, where where people follow you at, man? Where do they get in contact with you on socials? Uh, I'm mainly on Instagram, and it's uh, Jeremy underscore Fleetwood. But I do have, I mean, I do do stuff on Twitter. It's Fleetwood eighty three. All right, that's what's up. and that's pretty much it. But I mean, I'm always on the Instagram five twenty ch eight. So. Yeah, man. Like I said, Jeremy is our social media guru around these parts. And if you contact us on the Instagram page, you know, especially on the Instagram, you're, you're, you're talking with Jeremy. Um, man, Jeremy, t- just tell the people, man, why is it important that you're following 520 on social media? Well, I mean, if you're ever wanting to know, kind of like be informed on when we're, you know, who's going to be the next person on these interviews and, you know, different things, you know, that we're having, whatever the songs is, you need to follow us, Instagram. I'm always, I mean, I'm putting songs on there. Maybe you hadn't heard. We're pushing the playlist. I mean, just anything you need to know about kind of, I mean, independent CHH as a, as a whole, you can just check it out all in one place, you know, 520collective.com or our, our socials, 520CHH. I mean, because it's not only like it's just not our stuff. We're talking about, you know, just as a whole, all the drops, you know, on Twitter, we're saying, you know, who, you know, who's dropped and kind of doing stuff. You can always check out the saw updated weekly. Yeah, man. And and I think, like you said, you know, obviously 520collective.com is the place to get the content, but the social medias are the way to make sure you stay up on what's being posted. So make sure you go follow us, guys. Like we said, Twitter, Instagram, at 520CHH. But yeah, man. Um, and then the last thing from the last month that I was thinking of, and, and it's a 
maybe a bit of a shameless plug, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, but I was able to release my first episode of Beyond the DMs uh, of the year. So this is episode eight of it, and it featured Who's Meech. Uh, I was really excited to get this out, man. Me and uh, Meech have been talking for a while and, and wanting to get connected and it finally happened, and I was really, really pleased with how this conversation turned out. Because, and I've had people hitting me up, and, and I know you said you got some messages as well, just to the five twenty accounts, talking about how people were like thanking us for for doing this episode, where um, Meech dove into not only some of those maybe taboo questions when it comes to Christian hip hop. Um, but also like how to you know stand up for like and talk about like maybe your political beliefs you know within the christian space and that finding that balance there uh which was is one thing that has always like really stuck out to me for who's meech is he is a guy who knows what he believes stands up for it uh, unashamedly but does so in a way where he's not alienating anybody um, he's not, uh, I don't feel like he's coming off as like, um, from a, in a way that puts people off. And, and if I feel like if people are, you know, bothered by the things that Meech says, then they probably just don't know him more than anything. I know you said you got a chance to tune into a little bit of that episode. Um, what, what were your thoughts, man? Because I'm always I'm really interested to get you know that outside viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really good. I mean, uh, I did get you know some comments saying that they were excited about it. I guess because maybe that's confirmation for them and them thinking, oh, maybe I'm not crazy or something, you know. But uh, you know, I liked it. I mean, he's definitely unapologetic about which is what we're supposed to be about mm-hmm. you know the gospel. He mentioned that, you know, you, you don't even want to say the gospel anymore because you get, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, there's like some people maybe that are feeling like a certain way. Now, a lot of times I want to say, uh, someone has said kind of like they want to know an artist or a fan, like, are you going to church? Are you like actually putting in the, you know, some sort of effort? And a lot of times I think when we hear people talking about just different views on CHAs and stuff, I mean, it's like, I think maybe if they were more grounded and going like, you know, a local church and doing stuff, they'll have a different view on, on things. And I think he mentioned something about OB saying something about someone saying stuff's too churchy. And it's like, well, what do you think? I mean, this is CHH Christian hip hop. Right, which I mean, I'm excited to hear his new music too, because he was saying he has a lot of music that's going to be kind of some of like maybe some old school cross movement type. Yeah, man, definitely excited. So if you guys did not get a chance to check that out, I would appreciate you doing so. Uh, the new episode of Beyond the DMs, it's episode eight featuring Who's Meech. So definitely do that. Um, Jeremy, man, you know, one thing that we do as a, as a team, as a group is we read through different devotionals together. Um, and typically me and Nate, you know, whenever he's here, um, we take the time to kind of talk about, you know, some of that devotionals or just what, what God's been, you know, just laying on our hearts for the last little bit. Um, is there anything that as we've read through stuff this past month or, um, just in your own quiet time that, uh, really stood out to you? Uh, as far as the devotionals go? Yeah, uh, it was the last, because uh, we just started one, but it was the last one. It was kind of early on. Uh, it was called What Is God Like is the Devotional. And I just had a few, I mean, some of the stuff that is in the devotional kind of, I guess, spoke to me. Uh, it was mainly talking about in Judges 6, 11 through 24, um, about Gideon and kind of how he's, pulling away, you know, kind of doing his own thing day after day. And, uh, you know, God calls Gideon to take his eyes off his task and onto him. And um, God gives Gideon the, the details of his plan. And pretty much Gideon's like kind of caught off guard, questions God. And it's like, you know, 
you must be mistaken, not me. I'm weak, you know, unequipped. So I think a lot of times maybe in our personal lives, we might feel that same way. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I can handle any of this. You know, while, you know, I'm just, you know, a normal person where a lot of times God sees us as a lot more than what we actually are. So I thought that was kind of, kind of good, you know, kind of like giving you some sort of purpose. Like we're here for a purpose to, yeah, to yeah. do all these things. And God has equipped us with these things, even though we don't think that we can do them, you know? Well, here's what I love about that. So we're talking about in uh, Judges chapter six is, is the uh, scripture that you're referencing here. Um, and if you look in verse 15 and into verse 16, man, I think this is that spot where you're really talking about. And um, I don't know. It, it's just, I think one thing that I've really been finding here lately is starting to notice the tone in, in some of these writings a little bit better um and, and i find it just kind of funny like so gideon says that he responded but sir how can i deliver israel my clan is the weakest in manasseh and i am the least in my family but then we go to verse 16 and the lord says to him but i'll be with you now he says more he says you're going to strike down the the midianites every one of them and he goes on but i just love that response that the angel of the Lord gives to him. He, he says, but I'll be with you. <laughs> like, come on, man. You should know this is, is how it's almost how it comes off to me. Like I can hear him saying that, uh, you know? Um, and, and I think that's what the message he gives to us. A lot of times when we're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Um, it's overwhelming, you know, whatever we want to say. And God's like, okay but I'm going to be there also. So just trust me. Right. Right. Anything else that you took from that, Jeremy, that was standing out. I mean, I think you're right on, man, as far as, um, just maybe being able to, to see the bigger picture, to get unfocused a little bit from, from the things that keep us distracted, keep us, um, you know, in our own little bubble and so that God can do a greater work with us. I, I love th- that, that message that you took out of there. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's pretty much like you were saying, God's like, well, but I'm, I'm with you. So it's like, we really don't need to be scared of nothing if we have God on our side. So it's kind of like a weird deal, but even as humans, this is just how we act, you know? You don't want to do nothing. You don't want to, you know, you just feel like, well, I'm not good enough maybe to do whatever, you know, X, Y, or Z, you know, it doesn't matter. But I mean, we are, (laughs) if we actually do it. And then even though it's hard, I mean, it's not supposed to be easy type thing, but it's just like in the, in the end, I mean, obviously us having, I mean, just going back to me and, you know, we adopted. So when we had three kids, I mean, adopting three more, that sounds crazy, you know? So but we felt like that's what God wants us to do. And it's really not that hard. I mean, you know, it's not as hard as you think, but. And it's because he's there yeah. with you, right? I mean, right, um, right. He, I do, mean, he doesn't leave us on our own. That, that's, a, that, you know, I think it goes back to he wants us to uh, hold on to his promises, right? And, and and remind him of those promises. Like, okay, you said that if I do this, if I step out, you will be by my side through this so so we can we can keep you know we can you know just bring that back to the forefront and say i you told me this so i need you to come through on it and and he's going to right i mean that's just plain and simple he's going to so that's awesome man and if you guys want to get in reading on these devotionals with us that's another reason to jump in the discord. We share that on there. Um, we share the links whenever we jump into the new ones. So we would love for you to be a part of that. So hop in the discord, be a member and, you know, just be part of this community that's growing. But Jeremy, I think it's that time, man, where we are going to check out our featured song this month. Um, this one's a, this one's a killer, man. Uh, our, our guy, YJO. Uh, sent this over to us said hey I, i'd love for you guys to maybe get this on the podcast tell me what you think and and it was no doubt about it so 
Um, let's check it out. It's YJO. It's called Halftime Show featuring Paris Cariz. I don't know to start her from enchilada But I know kida be the shakida I call her banana, okay Wanna brother bitches, you can call me the exorcist Casting out all the nephilim I can tell from the movie I couldn't last in the 70s My eyes have not seen is a bird Bird is the word box You can hold me down While they secretly showing revelation in time My track. Track. Brought through the valley of death and his grace and his love and don't stop there, so bless off like a clock. Ain't nobody like I got, walked on water and exchanged his life. Extended hand to those who put some spit in his face, think you need to retrace, take you back to his birthplace. Oh, the just pass me the bar. You can call me Capitan, watch me running like blind. I'm the ammo with the ammo, deals, cut a tear out to the savior. Yeah, I got that wave. Now who wanna be saved? Oh, the just pass me the bar. You can call me Capitan, watch me run. Pull up with the wave, looking for souls, don't need a cake. Back off the road, I don't need a lane. Stack up the dope on my mama in range. Look up to God, I know it ain't safe. When it's all good, I'm calling his name. Halftime show, you know I ain't playing. Two more tapes, you know I ain't staying. The driver's immaculate, tired of they pack it in. I cannot trap again, I'ma be mad again. Huh, don't worry, they capping again. My story is counting the bins. Your story is down for me. So I'm balling to make up the feet. Walking faith, just look at my feet. All of the style, just pass me the bar. You can call me Capitan, watch me running like blind. I'm the ammo with the ammo deals, cut a tear to the savior. Yeah, I got that wave. All of the style, just pass me the bar. You can call me Capitan, watch me running like blind. I'm the ammo with the ammo deals, cut a tear to the savior. Yeah, I got that wave. Now, who wanna be saved? It's, it's, it's time for the 520 Podcast Song Breakdown, sponsored by Show Me Price Records. All right, guys, that was Halftime Show by YJO featuring Paris Gariz. And this uh, featured song is being brought to you by Show Me Christ Records. Make sure you check out showmechristrecords.com, where they've got great content, including playlists and merch and much, much more and guys, I, I really want to plug the playlist. If you are an up and coming artist and you're looking for somewhere to um, hopefully get a few more streams and, and get new ears on your um, on your music, Show Me Christ does a great job of featuring independent artists. So hit them up again. It is ShowMeChristRecords.com. Make sure you check them out now. So, Jeremy, we we heard halftime show by YJO. It features Paris Cariz. What did you think of the song overall? Well, overall, you know, I mean, it was a banger. You know, um, a very, like, you know, Latin vibe or whatever um, you want to say. But, I mean, I like it, you know. I mean, Wadjo's definitely a... He's been churning out really good uh, music the past couple of years. Yeah, man. I mean, he is a... He's a killer producer. I mean, one of the top... Um, rising producers in this CHH space, uh, but I think he gets maybe undersold a little bit as an artist as well. And, and in halftime show, he really shows off his ability. And I think you know it, it comes across very well. Of course, getting Paris on a track is always going to be probably a good thing for you. Um, but like you say, it's got that Latin feel. Um, and, and what's cool about it is I think it has a Latin feel without like the traditional Latin elements that you would expect to hear, um, that, that 
you know, people just kind of throw in like, okay, I want to make a lad song, so let's get these horns or let's do this, that, or the other. And it's kind of like what's expected, right? Well, this is very much hip hop, um, but has that, you know, that, th- those Latin undertones and obviously with a little bit like that Spanish in there and stuff. Um, I thought the production was great. If there was one kind of constructive criticism, um, I would say that the bass on it could have been cleaned up just a little bit. Um, but I mean, not to the point where it would keep me from listening to the song, right? It's not to that point, but I think there was a little bit of, um, opportunity there, but overall, yeah, solid, solid track, man. I mean, you've got a couple of playlists that you run yourself. Is this a, a track that you could easily see on one of your playlists? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I want to say, see, I don't, I was, I'm just now looking to see if it's already on there, but no, uh, normally I have the two different ones. One's kind of like a weekly kind of all the songs that released that, you know, week, which I'm thinking I, uh, I might've had it on a playlist before, but I would say it's, it's false worthy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I am sure. I haven't got to check. Um, I mean, I don't know about Nate, but yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't got to talk to him. I know I know he's heard the song because, uh, you know, like I said, YJO sent it over to us, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, I want to – I would be surprised if this didn't show up on the sauce. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, well, Jeremy, I think – I, what I'd love to know is what people who are listening think of, of the track um, because it is really good and I'm sure people were feeling it. So if you'd like to tell us what you think of Halftime Show by YJO uh, featuring Paris Cariz, um, man, check us out. Go to anchor.fm slash 520-collective. That's our page on Anchor, and it's really cool. You can leave us voicemail messages. So go on there, let us know what you think of the track, and we can feature that on a future episode podcast. Uh, I would love to get that uh, feedback. But if you can't go on there and leave us a voicemail, then just go on to social media and, and let us know how how you're feeling it. What what do you rate it? What's your thoughts? You know, could there have been improvements? Uh, do you think it's great as is? You know, what, whatever you have to say about it, we want to hear it. We just want to interact with you guys. So do that for us. And yeah, man, uh, I think it's about time, Jeremy, that we're going to jump over to our industry insider interview. But before we do, uh, is there any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Mm. No, not really, <laughs> but just, uh, I mean, I can't think of that. We covered a lot, but I would just say, just yes, please just stay informed, follow our Instagram, Twitter, comment, retweet, you know, our stuff on Twitter, uh, you know, like our things and just kind of be interactive. And it just helps us kind of know, hey, is this working? Is it not? You know, just kind of helps us out as well as platform. Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps us customize uh, to what you all would like to see out of 520. So awesome. Well, Jeremy, man, I'm, I'm glad you got, were able to jump back on here this month with us. Always love having you here. Look forward to you being on more in the future, uh, as well as uh, being one of the hosts of those artist interviews live on our Discord on Saturday nights. So uh, thanks for taking the time out, man, and being a part of it. Uh, but it is time for the industry insider interview this month. We are joined by DJ B plus from YouTube, um, does awesome, awesome videos guys. And I'm excited to get him on and talk about what he's done in building his YouTube channel and it being centered around Christian hip hop. So make sure you stick around after this short break for our industry insider interview with DJ B plus. Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric with 520 Collective in the 520 Collective Podcast. I want to talk to you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way possible to make a podcast. Let me break it down for you. One, it's free. That's right. No cost to use Anchor. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So if you want to get on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and many, many more, then it's really, really easy, guys. You just set up an Anchor account at anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Again, make money, no minimum listeners. You're not going to find that anywhere else. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. So go right now and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And make sure you let them know you heard it on 520 Collective Podcast. Welcome to this month's Industry Insider Interview, brought to you officially by Bookkeeper247.com. What's up and welcome to another Industry Insider Interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. And as always, this interview is being brought to you by the thebookkeeper247.com. Check them out. Lots of great Christian hip-hop content over there, guys. Uh, man, Daryl and the team, they support the culture like no one else. So make sure you go and support them, thebookkeeper247.com. And right now, joining me on the Track Stars Podcasting Network phone line, he is a YouTube creator, he is a CHH enthusiast, and a dude that I'm really proud to call uh, one of my friends that we've made here in this, in this space, man, and, and over these last year or so. Um, he's a guy that you guys want to support, because he's doing some really unique stuff. And joining me right now, it is DJ B+. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, Eric? Thank you so much for having me on the 520 Collective. I'm a big fan of everything you guys are doing. Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. We're a big fan of yours. Like I said, you got you know, your YouTube channel, and you're doing some really creative stuff with the content that you're putting out. So I want to make sure we definitely dive into that because uh, not only are you doing it, but we've been lucky enough to kind of be able to come alongside you a little bit on a couple of videos, and I'm sure we're going to do more in the future as well. So I want to talk about all that Absolutely. Uh, 100%, man, 100%. Um, but the one thing I know about you that a lot of people may not know is just the passion that you have and the heart that you have for Christian hip hop as a community. Uh, so I want to dive into that first, man, cause I've, I've got, been able to hear a little bit of your story and I feel like other people need to hear it as well as far as like, you know, what went into what would eventually become your YouTube channel, right? I mean, it, it started with just like this, this love for Christian hip hop. Talk a little bit about that. Wow. Like, uh, my love for CHH, um, well, it's gone through a lot of names over the years, but, um, when I first got introduced to Christian rap was like, the, uh, mid to late nineties, uh, my older brother, shout out to him. Um, my love for, for Christian rap, Christian hip hop came from him. Um, and he, I remember seeing like old, uh, old, uh, great cheap record, uh, albums, uh, CDs, uh, tapes that he had, Back in the late 90s, he also had uh, Heaven's Mentality, one of the first cross-movement uh, projects. And that's when I just kind of kind of fell in love with the idea of, of merging uh, my faith and, um, and hip-hop and rap. So uh, that's when it, when it just kind of burst. And, and my brother was involved with, uh, with, uh, with the indie group there in Cincinnati, um, a small record label there in Cincinnati. And I just remember sitting outside the studio watching them rap. Um, so I just I just fell in love with it. Yeah, man, and you know, you talked about, um, you know, Grape Tree and Cross Movement, and, and man, it takes me back, dude, and I know we've had that discussion before of, um, I, I, and I feel almost sad, dude, that a lot of today's, I, I guess I could call them kids, right? I guess that that's okay, because they're definitely kids compared to, to, to me, I know that, um, but you know, for a lot of these younger guys, I, I feel sad that they don't have that experience of, like, the only way you're going to get christian hip-hop is you got to go to like the local uh you know like christian bookstore right to, to find it and and i go back to those experiences of man I, I don't know if it was like this for you but for me i honestly i didn't know a lot of the artists at that time so it was more like oh this uh this cover looks pretty cool so let me pick up this demo copy and walk over to this cd player and put it in and take a listen see if i like absolutely. it absolutely Man, so you had that same experience yes, that, then? Absolutely, plenty of um, 
plenty of uh, Saturday nights. Like my, my mom was a superintendent of Sunday school at our church. So she stayed at a Berean Christian bookstore there in Cincinnati. She would be over there looking up commentaries and whatever she was looking up. And I was over in the section doing exactly what you said. I mean, Grape Tree had like that, uh, they had like that no limit cash money type of CD covers. And I would just kind of thumb through those. I would grab one, go a demo. They had these little small demo, little little booths. And we were sitting there with a CD player and and listen to different different um, projects. And if I was lucky enough, I would ask my mom because she because she because uh, she bought one for me. So that's that's really how I started my collection of um, Christian hip hop and rap albums. Yeah, man. And so you, yeah, you talked about Grape Tree. I mean, I think they were ones that definitely stood out because of the kind of flashy, almost no limit like uh covers man but um as you started developing as a fan of chh like who did you gravitate towards man like what were what was catching your ear um i mean i feel like late 90s early 2000s was a really prime time for christian hip-hop so i'm really interested to see who you know you were definitely checking out once you kind of developed your preferences when I, I I think the first the first uh the first person that I really really liked it's funny it was Tonic from Cross Movement just because I liked his voice and I liked his delivery, um but um so shortly after Tonic um I think my favorites were was uh, Mr Solo from uh, Gospel Gangsters so he was one of my favorites Ambassador and also Fanatic from Cross Movement those were like those were like my three favorite. Of Christian rappers growing up, and then like right around the, around when the 2000s started, I think I, I mentioned that um, my brother was involved in a, in a indie uh, record label there in Cincinnati called Forever in Christ Music. A lot of their friends were um, was people like D Mob, uh, K Drama, Lisan, a bunch of people there in Cincinnati who were who were rappers. So I started gravitating a lot to the indie scene early, early on. So outside of like some of the great tree artists like Little Rascal and um, New Wine, LG Wise, people like that. Then it was Cross Movement. Then after that, it was all indie early on. That's what's up, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to our guy K Drama, man, for sure. Um, yeah, that's the man. Oh, dude, so good. And, and it's awesome uh, seeing him drop some new music here at the beginning of the year. I know he's got some stuff on the way. I'm, I bet you're excited just like we are. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. So, so he actually went, he oh, had, he actually went to my rival high school there in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, shout so we, out to so, K Drama. So we go way back. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Still shout out to K Drama. That was that was my guy, man. Right, right. No, no. I'm just playing, man. Uh, K Drama <laughs> is awesome, man. We we love that dude. So, so yeah, man. So it started out in the Christian bookstores, checking out. Um, checking out you know just whatever you could find it sounds like uh, kind of like what i did man um and then what happened from there how did it develop to lead you to where you are today okay so i think i think from um from cross movement actually there was a bridge between them and the reach records there was a little bit of uh, collaboration between um between reach records and cross movement early on and that kind of bridged the gap the, the gap for me um, and then you had younger people who, who came in on cross movement, like flame and the truth. And, um, I remember seeing truth before he signed with cross movement. He was there in Cincinnati, uh, touring with cross movement, but he wasn't signed to them yet. Um, and that's so that kind of bridged my gap to like this kind of getting into like more of like the newer, some of the newer Christian rappers. And I got hit to, uh, Lecrae, Tadashi, Show Baraka, uh, Tripoli, that whole, that whole, the start of, of Reach Records. And um, it just continued, continued my uh, my love, and, and and like I said, I, I went through all the different things that it went by when by Christian rap, gospel rap, and there's slight differences to all these things. Uh, there was the holy hip hop, and I remember I would uh, for a while I was living in uh, went to college down in South Carolina. Shout out to Walford College, went to school down there, and I would drive over to over to Atlanta to go to the holy hip hop awards. So I was just, I just really enjoyed, I enjoyed the genre. I, I enjoyed people who spoke like me, um, but they didn't have on a, a suit and tie. They they weren't like that, um, like that polished 
church version of 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 a follower of Christ. They were just themselves. So I just so that kind of bridged kind of bridged that gap of um so I'm like uh, late nineties, early two thousands into like getting close to like the tens. So um so yeah. Yeah, man. And then dude, here, here's part of why I love talking to you, man, is like because you're like this CHH historian of sorts, man, and, and very <laughs> like minded dude. So I I love you know, going back. And one thing that you did was that was pretty cool. Um, was you and your guy seventh from Adam, right? Um, yeah. You guys, one of my favorite videos. Yeah, man. You guys did a, uh, actually did a grape tree records draft, man. Like talk about that, dude. Like how, how just how did the idea kind of come to be? And then you guys executing it. Cause like you said, it, it, it's one of your favorite videos and honestly it's one of mine man you guys did a really good job i thought with that so kind of just talk about that man like how, how did you guys you know just say hey we're gonna do a an album draft basically that it was it was it was kind of crazy how it came about um i, I just met Seth, seven from adam just from like just the, the twitter verse and we were just got on the same um i think it, it might have been on uh dj jeremiah's uh thread on one of his topics about some some older christian rappers and then he threw out he threw out like uh like little rascal and i threw out lg wise and then he threw out uh mr real and it was just like wow like he 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 knows this similar to the way that i know this and then um we uh I hopped in the dm and, and just kind of said like hey man it's super super dope that like i met a fan who who followed this thing just like i did and that was pretty much it but then one day um i love sports so i was lit, i was watching some type of um some some sports network and they were having a draft of some sort and i was like you know what i should do an album draft and i literally i shot him a dm and was just like hey i have this idea to do an album draft and i explained it to him and like it was almost like he read my mind was just like perfect I was like, all right, you take uh, take uh, five to seven uh, albums. I'll pick five to seven albums, and then we'll just do a snake format. I go, you go, you go, I go, and we'll just we'll, we'll go through it. And we literally, this was like right at the beginning of COVID, and um, it just kind of it just kind of happened. <laughs> it just really it really kind of happened. It was right around the Fourth of July of last year, and it just like I said, it just kind of happened. And I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, man. Whenever I watch that video, dude, I mean it. I said, obviously brought back some of those albums that maybe I hadn't listened to for a while. And there was two that as it was going, I was like, man, I, w- I wonder if this one's going to make it on here. And I wasn't sure if they would. Um, I-, I believe one of them did and one of them didn't. So one of them was the uh, FTF, the Fireproof album. And I believe... Oh, man. I believe one of you guys drafted that. That was one. my last pick. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was my last pick. And if you want to talk about something that sounded like the Christian No Limit it was those guys. I mean, they, they were from New Orleans. Oh, yeah. They had that bounce, man. <laughs> exactly. They had that bounce for sure. And then, but the other one, man, that I, I was like, unless I was unless I was mistaken, but I'm like 99.9% sure that I'm right on this, that it was a part of Grape Tree, um, was E-Rock. Do you remember E-Rock? I remember his. He had an album called uh, Rockstar that I thought was great uh, back then. Man, I could almost see that. Because, like I said, like I lived in, the, in that bookstore. Right, right, I, right. I, I could almost see that album cover. Yeah, man. So, you know, for those of you who maybe don't know about early days CHH, um, Go back and check out some of these guys. Go watch uh, B Plus's video with Seventh uh, Adam and check out that draft. You're going to find some stuff that I think you you might enjoy, even though it's uh, a little bit older at this point. But again, guys, joining me on the Track Stars Podcasting Network phone line, DJ B Plus, and you can find him on YouTube where he is building you know a nice little channel there. Um, what made you decide to dive into the YouTube world, man? Man, um, it's it's kind of accidental. Um, I, I it really is uh, accidental. I um, I mentioned earlier, like I grew up there in Cincinnati. Um, ended up being down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, back up to Cincinnati now. I'm in North Dallas, so I've kind of bounced all over. So I literally have friends that have bounced around as well. So I have friends in 
everywhere from, from Florida to California, all over the place. And what ended up happening for a number of years, probably for as long as I can remember, um, when the new album came out, I would just start texting different uh, texting the different friends, just ask them like, "Oh, like you check out this album. What was your favorite song? What was your favorite beat?" Like, and they don't say, "Oh, I like this song. I like this line." And it was just like this this text that kind of would bounce around with uh, my homeboy Jew, who lives in uh, Florida. My homeboy Ash, who lives in South Carolina. Barrington lives in Atlanta. Just all over the place. I would just have all these text messages. And about two, uh, gosh, probably about three years ago. Um, I know how to use, I know my way around how to how to edit videos and, and, and do um, do my thing a little bit when it comes to video uh, production. I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to make a video and send it to everybody. So I literally that's what I did um, about three years ago. I made a video and just had some fun because I had a lot of downtime and I just made a video, made it like a countdown, like a little sport type of feel to it, and I sent it to my about ten friends and then. Uh, they would go on there, they would comment, they would text back and forth. And then um, I think the first one I did might have been Taylor Gray, one of my favorite MCs. Taylor Gray is like a, one of those sneaky, good MCs. Oh, I will put his catalog up against anybody. One, one like, of the Taylor best, Gray is a beast. He's a beast. One of the best lyricists in CHH, 100%. I mean, I love Taylor Gray. Oh, man, he can go. What, what, which album was it? Do you remember? Ah, uh, it was, oh, man. The love don't last long. Yep. So that was the first album. And then, like right after that, I mean, I'm I'm Ohio boy. He's from Ohio. Then right after that, I think I did Jackie Hill Perry, and I might have did Swoop. So those were like my first. Two. So those are all very lyrical. Because I just kind of let you know, like kind of like what my taste is. Because I would just do an album that I just like, and I would just send it out to my friends, and then they would tell me what songs they like or if they disagree vehemently with my picks or things like that. So it was just it was just like a little fun thing that I was doing. And then I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to put out one of these maybe once a month. Um, but the thing was, I wasn't I wasn't on any social media at that time, like none of it. It was just for my friends, for my um, for my my eight to ten friends. And then um, I started getting comments from people who I didn't know. And I was just kind of like, oh, like people people kind of like this. So I start putting a little bit more thought into like the graphics and things like that. And my wife is really really good. She has a really good eye for just like um, I the word aesthetics. That was the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but she's just really good at like looking at something and being like, that's off change that color and and she just kind of worked with the graphics and she got she got those looking better and like i really love her, like how it looks now because she's really helped me out a whole lot with that um but yeah so i just i feel like everything gradually start getting better because i start seeing other people putting eyes on it so the graphics start getting better i start being better at like getting in and out of like the bars that i like and the beats that i like and really started mixing things and blending things a lot better um so yeah and then about maybe a year or so ago, um, I, I got on Twitter and I got introduced to like this whole this whole Twitter world and, and CHH and started meeting cool guys like you and Seventh and um, man, this goes on. I, I don't want to start naming people because I just I've met so many so many uh, great people over this past year. Yeah, man. Well, you know, the one thing that's cool is I mean, this isn't the only content that you put out on your channel. Uh, you, you have. A variety of different styles of videos but obviously your primary uh content is essentially these album reviews right um and, and the one thing about it is, is like man album reviews are cool uh but you have a lot of people that put out review material so i think you had a challenge of how are you gonna make yours different how are you gonna make it stand out and I feel like you've done a pretty good job with that, man, because I've told you before, I feel like your reviews and the approach that you take to it, uh, you know, it, it's it's unique, man. I, there's no one else doing it the way that you are. Um, for people who haven't seen one of your videos, give us a, a breakdown of what that kind of format is and what they would be seeing when they check out a video. Okay, so before I get to the format, I'm going to make this a video idea at some point, so I'm doing like a little dry run of it now. Um, I have some pet peeves when it comes to checking out the album for the first time. Um, so one of those pet peeves is like you have to like get some nice headphones, like your car that has a nice system. Um, don't listen to it on the laptop. Like, I mean, listen to it on the laptop. Definitely get, get the streams up, but you have to like have the right speakers. 
don't shuffle an album for the first time. Like listen to it from track one all the way through. So what I like to do is I, I do that. I'll, I'll sit down uh, with some good headphones, listen to it all the way through, just to kind of get a feel of the album. And um, that's that's what I do. Before I, I get into like the countdown, I just want to take the whole album in uh, one or two times. And after I do that, then I start placing them into like these buckets. So um, I call it the recap countdown. I start off with my five favorite bars. So basically my, my five favorite lyrics that really jumped out to me. It could be just because of the wordplay, um, sometimes it could just because be because of the sheer emotion that the that the artist delivered with it. It could just be that what they said triggered uh, something about my testimony that I really enjoy. So it's not necessarily like my favorite, like the best punchlines on the best on the album. It's more just like a personal preference. Um, so I, that's what I start with. Start up with my first uh, my my five uh, favorite bars. Then I move into my four favorite beats. And, and there's sometimes like when the album comes out, it may be a song that I necessarily don't care for, but it's like the beat is so good, I'll just keep listening to it, and the song will grow on me. So that's kind of what that section is about. Um, and then some songs just slap, and you just have to I mean you're just gonna they're, they're gonna stand rotation because of the beat. So and then also I like I like giving producers love. Uh, whenever I do put these out on Twitter, I always try to if I if they have a tag on Twitter, I'll, I want to highlight them because they really kind of make everything go. Like, we know the artist, but sometimes we don't know the producer. So that's what the four beats are all about. The three is pretty obvious. It's just my three favorites. My three favorite tracks, the ones that are probably in a playlist somewhere on my Spotify, the ones that I'm um, sending out text messages to all my friends telling them to check out this song because this song is dope. So those are my three, um, my three favorites. Then I go to my two features. I like doing... Um, highlighting features as well because that's how you sometimes get put on to brand new artists or that's how sometimes you just you always wonder like man well I wonder what it would sound like if um, if no big deal was on such and such as album and then it actually happens you're like oh man I've been waiting on this so like I like and then also um, the actual artists um, sometimes they come up with a song and you can tell that it's like I want this person on this song and, and it just really connects. And I just like to highlight um, those feature artists. So that's uh, that's the two. And then um, to wrapping it up with the one, that's just me just talking about the overall album. And it's just me recapping how I felt about the album, um, what I enjoyed about it, um, telling people where they can find uh, the artist, telling people where they can go uh, buy merch for that artist, telling people to where they can go find it. It's just about me just um, recapping and then telling people what they can do to, to help support this um, uh, this project. So it's five bars, four beats, three favorites, two features, and one recap. Yeah, man, that's what's up. So you, you mentioned how it started out with some of maybe the bigger names in the space uh, is where you, you, you began with it. But uh, you've kind of gotten back to where you're adding in some of maybe that, those roots that you have as well with the, the indie artist. Exactly. Um, you know, like I said, we were lucky enough to partner up with you, man, and, and do a couple of them. So it's awesome seeing that you uh, show the guys who are still, you know, trying to build themselves up and build up their careers, uh, showing those guys some love, man. You know, definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, you know you, what, Eric? Yeah. You know what, Eric? You guys, you guys were so instrumental in that because I remember when I um, when I sent you a DM because I was like, I was just kind of floating around this. CHA Fix, like I had not been on social media. I was just doing these reviews and just kind of um, throwing them out there. And I, I know there's, there's still tons of people in the CHH community who are just, who are probably thinking like, who is this B plus guy? And he just popped into this space and he's like everywhere, but nobody really knows who he is. And that's cool. I'm fine with I'm fine with that. But I think when I connected with you, when I sent you a, a DM, because it was just kind of like that. I was just thinking, like, man, like in my when I first got into CHH and Christian rap, holy hip hop. When I got into it, I was I was with the indie artists there in Cincinnati. I remember um, being with uh, artists like Lee Sign and actually pressing up CDs and helping them sell them out the back of trunk. I remember going to this place called the Gospel Grill in Cincinnati. And, and K-Drama rocking that stage and then I would go over here with D-Mob and I was just all over the place in Cincinnati with indie artists and like last like last spring I think I, I sent you a DM was just kind of like hey I'm seeing what you guys are doing and I was just like I just want to I want to highlight an artist I remember it was so funny because I sent you a DM asking you about um, are there any artists I should check out you sent me like eight or nine 
<laughs> and I was just like, I felt like I was drinking through a fire hose because I was trying to listen to it, like just about all of them. And I was just like, can I just pick one? And we went ahead and we did that. I'm not sure. Who did we start off with? Was that TC? Uh, yeah, I think TC was the first one, man. I know we've done TC and who else? Did we, we did Mitch's album, I think. And Oh, and Brenton. Brenton's 10th album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, a lot, a lot of cool stuff, man. And, and people that, um, you know, I, I hope listeners know about for sure. So I, I want to know, man, since you, since you jumped in, uh, a little bit more into the indie side of it. Um, and, and since reviews are what you're about, man, like, was there one particular indie album from last year that really stood out to you? Huh. This is tough. I would, I would, I would say two. I would say two indie indie projects stood out to me. I'll start off with uh, the younger of the two. I'm gonna start off with Mitch Durrell. I didn't know who Mitch Durrell was before this year, and like he's uh, his album, it it just caught me off guard. It was like a, it was really authentic. It was his sound is, I feel like his sound is unique. I feel like he's a rapper's rapper, and it's like. I feel like that's missing a little bit, um, and I just I just really enjoyed it. And I think also what what makes me enjoy his music is just like I just he's like one of my favorite followers on Twitter. Um, he, he's funny. He uh, he's a little controversial, and he like he knows how to get in and out of conversations on Twitter. And I just I just enjoy I enjoy following him on this. So I really enjoyed his album. Um, I'll add one more in really quick. I like Cam's album, Problematic. I thought that was really really good. Um, as well, I think that um, yeah, I, I thought that was a really, really brilliant project. But probably my favorite, um, or the one that that, that, I, that I hold kind of dear, indie project from last year was K Nine. K Nine's forty five. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, another veteran, I, I, just so on point. Gosh, yeah. So yeah, and, and and some of that is because I I remember um, when I was living in South Carolina, I remember seeing his. Um, album K9 Born Again. No, it wasn't Born Again. It was the one before Born Again. The one where he had a son on or a kid on with a big hat on. I remember I was in a Christian bookstore in South Carolina after after college day and I saw this on like K9. This is like maybe 2006 or 2007. And I thoroughly enjoyed that album. I enjoyed it so much. I believe he went down to a concert in Charlotte. It was, it was some type of... Um, like a 106 in Park type thing that this church did in in um, the Carolinas, and I went there and saw him live. And I just like late 2000s. He was one of my favorite. He had um, a couple mixtapes come out during that time. He was one of my absolute favorites. Late late 2000s, um, and then I I just kind of stopped hearing from him for a little bit. And then I saw this album come out this year. Um, song Grandpa just stops you in your tracks. He had the song Noah, where he just walks you through Bible stories. Like he's the best storyteller I feel like in this space, probably ever. Easy, easy, yeah, for sure, man. Well, dude, here's the thing. I think that one you've seen good growth uh, during 2020 in your YouTube channel. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that. Uh, but man, I, I'm expecting even better things and in 2021 from you man and so we got to make sure that people know where to find you and let's get those numbers up right so uh tell people man where are they going to go not only for the youtube channel where they need to go and subscribe obviously but then where do they follow you at to get the latest and and, and hear from you uh directly all right so if, if um I'm, I'm pretty active on twitter um so you can just find me at dj underscore b underscore plus that's dj underscore b underscore plus so you can find me there um and then also on youtube uh forward slash b plus recaps that's b plus recaps so yeah, those are the two places where you can where you can find me awesome so make sure you guys go check it out and hit subscribe like that will be huge for our guy so he said it's youtube uh slash B plus recaps. So make sure you go and do that for us, man. Dude, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast with us, man. And, you know, kind of, I loved it. Oh yeah, man. You know, I definitely 
don't expect this to be the last time, man, because I think you're going to do some major things. Uh, you know, I, I know God has a plan for what you are doing, man. So we're going to have to come in and chop it up as that develops some more. Uh, but I, t- I tell you, man, I'm, I'm super inspired by what you have going on, man. And I love it. I love uh, the creativity, like I said, of your channel um, and, and just the passion, man. I, I think you, you know, you when you watch one of your videos, it's easy to see that you truly love, uh, this genre of music in particular, you know? Uh, so my, my encouragement is always going to be, man, just don't lose that as, as you keep leveling up, you know? Absolutely. All right, man. So again, it is DJ B plus check him out on Twitter, check him out on YouTube and, we appreciate your time, bro. Like I said, we'll be talking to you again soon. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, no doubt. So, guys, thank you for tuning in to this month's Industry Insider interview. Like we said, we want to give a shout-out to all of our episode sponsors, especially the Bookkeeper 24-7 who made this interview possible. And we will check you guys out on the next pod.